Welcome to the Young Powerhouse Podcast, where powerhouses gather to do great things. So before we jump into this episode, I feel like I have to shout myself out a little bit because I'm now really into celebrating my own wins and I encourage everybody to do the same. Celebrate your wins, guys. When you have, you know, you close a big deal or you have a big month or anything like that, powerhouses, you definitely want to celebrate your victories. So I know last episode, I was telling you guys about my big month, how I had 4 million in sales, 10 closings, the biggest month I've ever had in real estate. So I'm excited to tell y'all that I was actually the number one agent for my company, Caldwell Banker, in the entire Washington, D.C. metro area, the number one agent in sales, which I'm pretty excited about. And in the whole mid-Atlantic region, which is, I think, a little bit over few thousand agents i was number three that's really really exciting um coming for that number one spot every month but i wanted to shout that out really excited about that again guys celebrate your wins like i'm really historically bad at that i'm very very hard on myself i typically don't celebrate my own wins so i'm taking this time to just shout myself out on the podcast you know celebrate my win a little bit pat myself on the back a little bit too (laughs) but I'm excited about that. I'm more so excited for the clients that I was able to help last month. And even going forward in July, I have five closings in July. I already have four on the books for August as well, too. So just it's grind time, even during the pandemic. So that's kind of a good segue into this topic that I want to do, kind of rehash again, which is So You Want to Be a Realtor Part 2. You know, I think it was episode two that we did, So You Want to Be a Realtor. And I got so much feedback on that. It's probably the episode I got the most feedback on in that a lot of my agent friends were like, man, this was something that definitely needed to be talked about because people, for whatever reason, tend to think that our job as realtors is so easy and anybody could do it. And it's not. (laughs) It's definitely not. It's a very hard job. It's very much time demanding. You know, unfortunately, sometimes people think that when you are a realtor, even as a full-time real estate agent, you do make your own schedule. That's definitely very much the truth. But number one, no one really tells you how to get business. Like what is actually going to work for you? Like there's some tried and true ways that people have done business in the past and that, you know, you can do mailers, you can door knock, you can do cold calling, you can do those kinds of things, but you don't necessarily know what is actually going to work for you until you actually start doing it. So, you know, people and I think I wanted to do this topic again, too, because I literally get people in my inbox literally every day, literally, that are like, oh, my gosh, Chris, I see your success. I see all that you do. And I think I want to be a realtor. I think I could be really good at it. And some people, I think, really could be good at this. And other people, I think they see it and they see all the success of some realtors, you know, myself included. They see all the closings that we have, all the money that they think we make and all this stuff. And they think that they can do it themselves. Um, It's a little interesting having people think that your career is is easy and that they can do it too. But one thing that I definitely wanted to talk about, you know, again, is because I get so many people that reach out to me because of that. And I always try to caution people. I don't ever try to talk people out of being a realtor, but I always caution them that it's not as easy as some people tend to make it look. So it's a lot of work. It can be very stressful, especially when you are, 
you know, like myself, when you're typically working, you know, for me, I work with anywhere between 10 to 15 people at a time, all the time. And being able to juggle all those different people, all those different personalities, all the different things that each and every client wants, um, that they demand. Some people like to be, have their hand held and talk to you every day. Some people really want that really warm, fuzzy feeling with their realtor to where they want to be like your friend. Other people are like, just help me get in my house. I really don't care to talk to you that much. Some people need, you know, constant reassurance. Other people are like, hey, I know what I'm doing. Just help me get in my house. You know, so there's a very, a varying level of, you know, constant contact that you need with people and and honestly kind of just hand holding with people. You're definitely juggling a lot of personalities because, you know, as you guys know, Everybody has a different personality. Everybody wants to be treated a certain way. Everybody wants um, different levels of things. Everybody has different expectations. Everybody wants different things in life, especially when it comes to such a big decision as purchasing your own home. And that's pretty exciting to me. Some people, it'll scare them off. But I wanted to do So You Want to Be a Realtor Part 2 just to kind of talk a little bit about that. And honestly, one thing that people always ask me about is do you have any horror stories of real estate and I'm like absolutely I do like every deal is not you know roses and and, uh you know hugs and all that stuff there are some deals that are really 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 hard um I've had some deals where you know I've, I've had clients that have walked away from the table um And I've never, thank God, had any clients that didn't close when they got there. But I've had clients that have pulled out a week before closing, a day before closing. Um, Again, thank God I've never had anybody that has actually pulled out the day of closing. But I've had clients do that. Um, I've had at a final final walkthrough, um, not, of course, going to say any names um, because my client may actually listen to this. But um, final walkthrough, one of my client's mothers was called very nasty name by the seller and that was uh that was not fun not fun (laughs) that was not fun at all um I've had final walkthroughs where we've come to the house for the final walkthrough and the house is destroyed literally like destroyed and we've had to work through that we've had to work through um you know sellers not actually doing the work that they said they were going to do Um, And then we get to the final walkthrough to do to check the repairs. Nothing has been done. Um, I've even had a buyer come after me, which it was none of my fault, but they moved into their house. They got an inspection done. Tell you guys the story. So um, it was a really big deal that I had about three or four years ago. And I was, you know, younger than I was, of course, now it was about three or four years ago. And this particular client and I still have, I have no ill feelings toward them. Um, you know, I definitely, you know, hope that they're doing great. They were great people and I, I understand where they're coming from. But so this client, again, it was a big deal for me. Um, it was like a $750,000 house, which was a pretty big deal for me at 25. It was a huge deal. And this particular buyer, um, everything was going great, had a great relationship with them all throughout the in, entire deal. Everything went great. And then we get to the final walkthrough. There was a couple of repairs that weren't done, but it was nothing huge. And we ended up closing. We closed on a Friday. And I think it was maybe, maybe like two weeks later. And 
we had a really, really bad storm and their basement flooded. And they called me, of course, frantic. And I helped them out. I told them who to call because at that point it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I told them who to call. The person came out and helped them with what they needed to do that night because it was like a 24-hour um, uh, person that actually helps you with, you know, basement flooding and things like that. So I told them who to call with that. And come to find out, they ended up wanting to do some other work with something in their house. And they ended up finding out the covered sunroof that they had in their house. The ceiling was like rotting and a contractor told them that the entire ceiling, everything had to be ripped out. And I think it ended up, I think they quoted them, ended up being around $20,000. And there was some other things that come to find out needed to be done. And they came after me because I recommended the inspector to them and the inspector. And granted, these are things that an inspector is not unfortunately going to catch most of the time where they're not really going to catch that a ceiling outside is like rotting. There's kind of hard to figure that out. But so they come after me and we end up having to go to what's called mediation in that myself, seller's agent, my buyers, and then the seller's representative had to all come into a room and, and decide how this was going to go, things like that. So it wasn't fun. Um, I take my name and my reputation very, very seriously. So when anyone kind of says something that's kind of contrary to what I want my brand and my name to be, because again, I take that very, very seriously. And I think that's how I built up such a great following and such a great business in real estate in that because I take my business and my name so very seriously. So, you know, I think when it comes to being a realtor, most people look at my social media and social media is of a lot of the other high performing, high earning real estate agents. And they see like, oh, wow, they can do it. I think I can do it, too. And I think sometimes we do people a disservice in that we don't show them the hard parts of real estate. We don't show them the part that honestly kind of sucks in that sometimes you are or I would say oftentimes when things go wrong in a deal, you're blamed for it, even when it's not necessarily your fault, unfortunately. And you got to have tough skin and you can't necessarily, you know, you got to stand up for yourself, too, because, you know, one thing about me and I'll tell anybody this, if I'm wrong in something, I am more than willing to take criticism I'm more than willing to take blame if it's something that I did and I messed up on. I'm very much self-aware in that, but I will not allow someone to um, blame me for something that's not my fault. And that happens, unfortunately, all the time in real estate in that sometimes it's a thankless job. Um, you know, we do get paid and things like that, but, you know, clients don't always say thank you. Um, clients don't always appreciate the things that you do going above and beyond. And again, like, you know, for me, I, I wanted to have this conversation in this in this talk just to show people that being a real estate agent is hard. It's stressful, um, especially if you want to actually sell a substantial amount of real estate. It's hard. It's stressful. It's long hours. It's long days. Oftentimes, it's a thank you, a thankless job. But on the flip side, in my opinion, it's one of the best careers ever I love it if you have a passion for it. You have to have that passion for what you do because if you don't, honestly, I'm going to tell you. And the reason that I've read a statistic, I think it's like seven out of 10 realtors won't make it past the first year. Why is that? Because it's hard. Like 
you know, no one, no one tells you that getting your real estate license and getting business and sustaining business and building a business, it's hard. Not everybody has that business mindset. I think too many people think that you are just selling a house. You are selling someone's hopes, their dreams. Um, you are selling them the biggest financial decision of their life, most people. And don't take that lightly, guys. I think too often people, yeah, they, they just think that you get in and you just sell a house. It's so much more than that. Not only is it just selling that, but again, you're running a business. So you have to figure out taxes. You have to figure out a marketing budget. You have to figure out ways to do lead generation that's actually going to work for you um, and what's going to give you a return on your investment. All those things are encompassed in being a real estate agent. For me, if anybody has known me, followed me on Instagram, um, site plug, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> if anybody follows me on Instagram or Facebook or even Twitter, You'll know like my ways of getting leads and cultivating lead generation, things like that is social media and referral. That's how I do all my business. And last year I did 13 million in sales. It's already July right now in 2020. And I've already done either closed or actively under contract right now, $13 million in sales for the year. And that's because I have gotten really, really good at my lead generation sources. So again, it's social media for me and referral. Social media, you know, and I'm just giving away a little bit of game right now. So social media, the way I get so much business on social media is because I show people what I do every day. And I show people the houses that I show um, because everybody likes looking at pretty houses. Now, I, I don't make it salesy or pushy. I don't ever ask anybody do you know anyone looking to buy or sell a house? I literally just show you what I do. I show you my day. And if you want to buy a house, you'll come to me. Hopefully, if you look at me long enough and you see the kind of houses that I sell and how good I am at getting my clients and homes, a lot of times people are wanting to work with me because everybody want to works with everybody wants to work with a winner. And I have a proven track record. You know, again, just kind of kind of pat myself on the back here, but I have a proven track record of getting my clients the home that they want. And, you know, everybody wants to work with someone like that. And so I just literally show people what I do. I show them my closings. I show them the showings that I have. I show them, you know, how I get my uh, my offers accepted, things like that. I just show them what I do. I show them me. Um, I also show them family, um, the things that I like to do working out, you know, those kinds of things, reading, you know, the books that I read, things like that. I, I just show people me authentically and people are drawn to it, the right people. Um, I'm not for everybody, but the right people are drawn to me and the right clients are drawn to me. So that's how I do social media. And then referral, I never actually ask my clients for referrals, which a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you don't ask for referrals? I'm like, no, I, I really don't. I don't need to. Um, could I get more referrals if I probably ask people for them? Sure. But the way that I get referrals is I make everyone feel like they're my only client. What I tell anybody that I mentor, anyone that I speak to, especially if you're a business owner, if you never hear anything else, hear this. If you look at every single client that you have and you look at them like they have an imaginary sign on them every day that says, make me feel special, I can guarantee you you will grow your business because you will go above and beyond for your clients. And when people have a really, really good experience with something, they tell everybody that they know. Just think about like when you go to a good restaurant, 
don't you tell people that you know about it? It's the same with a service-based business like real estate in that when you go above and beyond and you show people that you care and that they are important to you and they're special to you and you make them feel good and you give them a really good experience, they will tell people about you. I can guarantee that. So those are honestly the ways that I get business, my two main things. And I do have other ways, you know, I do do very little, but some outbound marketing Um, I do do some prospecting around listings that I have, things like that. But the main two ways that I get business are social media and referral. And, you know, back to, again, the the main reason that I wanted to do So You Want to Be a Realtor Part 2 is to not just discourage people from being a realtor because I'm a realtor. Like, it's a great job. But I always want to give people the real in that it's not as easy as it may look. It's not for everybody. But if you have a passion for helping people You are willing to put in the work because it's a whole lot of work, guys. I don't care how much of a people person you think you are, all of that. It is work. I will say that again. It is work. A whole lot of it. And I'm going to just be honest with you. It's more work than I would say 99.9% of people that I know are willing to put in. But if you are one of that 0.1% that's willing to put in the work, willing to actually get out there and go hustle and grind and get the business and honestly make an impact in your client's life. So you want to be a realtor? I say go for it if you feel like you are one of those people. But I'm going to caution people, though. Most people are not that. I'm just be honest. Now, I think anyone can be a realtor, but if you really, really want to make impact and you want to sell a lot of homes like I do, I'm just be honest with you. Most people are not that. But I do think there are some powerhouses on here listening that do fit that mold. And my hope is that every powerhouse that listens to this would fit that mold. And whether it's for real estate or whatever industry or job that you're in, take those principles of going to work hard, going to crush it, have those goals. Even if you're a nine to five employee, you can still be a a powerhouse and being a nine to five employee. It's nothing wrong with that. But just take those principles and work hard at it. And I guarantee you that you'll come out on top, whether that's a promotion that you'll get um, to management or or whatever it is that you want to do. Or if you're in real estate or whatever business, that's more business, more money, more clients. You can do it, but just know that it takes a whole lot of work, but you guys can do it. Obviously, you're a powerhouse because you're listening to this and just know that whatever it is in life that you want to do, use me as an example being that, you know, I'm a young black male and I was the number one agent in sales last month during the pandemic. Anybody can do anything that you want, especially if you're a powerhouse listening to this. So I'm signing out. Appreciate as always. I always have to say, I appreciate all the support, all the downloads, all the comments, all the good and bad feedback that I get. I love you guys. It's amazing keep listening. I promise to keep but not putting out good content that you guys can actually use in the future. It's Chris Perry, Young Powerhouse Podcast, Episode 7, signing out.